This is the Get Up Eight Podcast with your host, Eric Hodgson. Eric, can you please call me when you get this? Zoe was suspended from school today. This is the message I received one day from my ex-wife Maria about eight years ago when my daughter Zoe was in junior high school. It turns out Zoe was at her locker in between classes and she was kneeling down to put some stuff in her backpack and her friend Jerry was walking by. And she saw it as an excellent opportunity to say hi by punching Jerry square in the crotch, which subsequently dropped Jerry to the ground and then onto our local ER for an evaluation. I was really worried though, and not so much because Zoe punched him, but more so because in this day of people suing each other, I had no idea what to expect from Jerry's parents. All I knew was that Zoe had a mean right cross for a 12-year-old. Hey everybody, this is Eric, and welcome to the premiere episode of the Get Up 8 podcast, where we unpack the challenges and struggles that we face in life, and we level up your resilience with clarity, guidance, and practical tools for everyday use. You know, Zoe felt really bad for hurting her friend, but but Jerry was a cool guy. He just he knew it wasn't anything mean. It was just a good shot that she got. <laughs> and the only consequence that actually came from all of this was that Zoe had to be suspended as a matter of protocol. But as parents or anyone for that matter, challenges come at us in life every single day. Sometimes when we are challenged, we're unconfident, unsure, and unwilling to step into the arena to face that challenge. It just looks so daunting to us, right? And look, though, I get it, man. I, I, there have been times in my life when I've been faced with something so tough, and I've backed away from it because I was unconfident. I was unsure of what to do, and, and I was honestly unwilling to step into that fear-filled arena. It sucks. It's hard. And we don't want to do it. But all of that changed four years ago after Zoe took her life. I was in a custody battle for her, and she was having a really difficult time. She'd been hospitalized on a few occasions, and she was now living in a halfway house, but she was able to come home and see us on weekends. This one particular weekend, I picked up Zoe and brought her back to my house, and she was up in her room listening to some music, uh, burning some jasmine incense, and playing her ukulele. And she was applying this really cool henna tattoo with a sun design on it. And I went upstairs to ask her if she wanted to make some kale chips while the henna ink was drying. She's like, sure, let's do it. Afterwards, we were cleaning up, and she said she was tired and she wanted to go to bed. I love you, pumpkins. I love you too, Dad. I went back to my computer to do some work, and when I went upstairs a little while later to say goodnight, I opened her bedroom door, and I could hear Jonathan Frusciante's guitar playing on the stereo softly. A string of Christmas lights was lit around the perimeter of her room, but she wasn't in her bed. And out of the corner of my eye and in the dim light, I could see that she was standing in her closet, And I thought she was going to jump out and scare me, and and I'm going to call her bluff. Zoe, what are you doing? Zoe? She didn't respond to me. She wasn't standing 
in her closet. I called 911. Five days later, over 900 people came to Zoe's wake. 900. Her friend Kelly came up and she was just sobbing. And all I could do at that time was just put my arm around her and say, it's going to be okay, sweetie. Zoe would want you to remember all of those good times that you had together, right? And she just nodded and, and, and moved on. Another friend, Sarah, came up to me and she said, I'm so sorry, Mr. Hodgden. Zoe was so nice to me and she was always smiling. I don't get it. I don't get it either, sweetie. But I know Zoe would want you to remember all of those good times that you had together, right? As more and more people came up to share stories of Zoe with me and and to tell me how much that she inspired them, gave them hope, and made an impact with them, and to tell me that they were sorry for my loss, I was sorry for their loss because I knew what we were all going to be missing. Her smile, her energy, her voice, that amazing voice, her and her, her badass ukulele skills, and really her philosophy of life to just be. It took me many months before I felt somewhat normal. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't exercising. I just was not myself. And I know it took a long time for it to sink in that Zoe would be so pissed off with me if she knew that I was letting all those good memories from her life stop me from living mine. But I started to kind of see Zoe all around me now. I Maybe it was a girl that had the same color hair that she had Maybe it was a pair of black Chuck tees that a kid would be wearing or somebody would be wearing. Maybe it was even a song that came on the radio that she used to sing along to. In Greek, the name Zoe means life. And the greatest lesson that she ever taught me was that we have to rise above the noise, raise our frequency to see the beauty in life. And when it knocks us down, we have to get back up every time. Losing Zoe put me on a different path. That's when everything changed in terms of facing challenges. This became a path of healing, not just for myself, but my family and all of Zoe's friends. It was a path that involved seeing a brighter future. And the only way that I could describe it at the time was that better days were ahead for all of us. We were facing some deep challenges, though. I mean, a chasm was in front of all of us, and it was just filled with questions and unknowns and fog, and it was dark, and and we couldn't see the other side. But man, I knew there was a light there. I knew there was a light on the other side of that chasm. We were in this together, so we were going to get through it together. In life, Zoe never pulled her punches. And I'm not just talking about the kind of punches to kids' crotches. I'm talking about the kind of punches where a commitment is involved. Zoe never shied away from inspiring and giving hope to her friends. I still hear stories today about what she did for them. When you met her for the first time, she wanted to establish a deep connection with you immediately. For Zoe, it was all about the relationship. But most importantly, 
Zoe committed by giving all of herself generously, even when she wasn't at 100%. And she may not have known this, but those three things have left a permanent impact on all of us. And I believe she's still throwing punches that are still landing today. And like Zoe, we're not going to be pulling any punches on this podcast. We're going to bust open the challenges that are close to us. The ones that cut deep, whether it be at work, at home, or even in our relationships, anywhere where they are present in our life, big or small. The only way that I was able to navigate the chasm of losing Zoe was facing this loss head on, not going around it, not avoiding it, and not ignoring it. And I want to give you every opportunity to break through your challenges too. And I'm talking about some of these challenges that may be new to you. Maybe you just got through a challenge or maybe it's a challenge that you uh, are seeing over and over again in your life. Let's find purpose and direction to thrive because of our challenges, not just survive them. What's at stake though if we don't if we don't punch with everything we've got, if we pull our punches. Well, for one, we live a life of mediocrity. We become victims to the world around us. We feel lost. We have no purpose. And we also sit in the stands as a spectator, making comments about the people who are in the arena playing with everything they've got. That's easier that way, isn't it? That's what's at stake. And that's no way to live life. If we punch like Zoe, if we give everything we've got to others, many things can happen. We, we inspire, we give hope. We go that extra mile in everything we do because frankly, it's not crowded there. We love a little bit more in our friendships and our relationships. And as my mentor and friend and former Green Beret, Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann would say, we become a leader without a title. This is someone who is willing to make a commitment, even if they are unsure what will happen along the way. They commit to making an impact with something that is much bigger than they are without wanting attention, recognition, or reward. So where in your life can you punch like Zoe? Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Up 8 podcast. I'm Eric Hodgson, and I invite you to visit resilienceleaders.com where you can find free resources to help you start thriving today. Also, check out upcoming events in my new book, A Sherpa Named Zoe, How to Walk Through Grief and Live with Intention.